before we started a sermon series on living through the seasons. So in the first week, we talked about living through the season of winter. And I gave you five different signs that God is at... I'm sorry, we didn't talk about living through the winter, but we talked about your next season. So the first week we talked about your next season, and I gave you five different signs of God transitioning you from one season to the other season. And last week, suddenly we talked about living through winter. And this is what you said, winter, when we are in winter, during winter month we have shorter days and longer nights. And God wants us to work when we are in the day because night is going to be longer and longer as we go further. And during winter, we try to keep ourselves closer to a heat source. And in times of trouble, in times of difficulty, it is better to come to the source from where we can draw our strength, draw, we can obtain our help. And during winter, plants and trees go dormant or inactive and animals hibernate. And God is, was talking about the time that we need to wait on the, on the Lord. We need to just stop slowing down, start slowing down and stop moving forward. We need to just slow down a bit, hibernate ourselves and take enough time in the presence of God to understand what God is doing in our lives. But we also understood that it's not just a winter, spring is around the corner. God is going to do great things in our lives. God is going to lift us up in the coming days. And today, we are going to talk about another season of spring. This morning, I titled my sermon as Living Through the Seasons, Spring. Today, you may be saying, Pastor... I'm still living in my winter. I mean, of course, those who are in the Northern Hemisphere, it's winter over here, but you need to just work over that right now when we talk about spring. We are going to talk about all the seasons, but just do not, you know, just do not dwell in the winter because we have winter right now. But you, I want you to imagine and assume and come along with me as we, you know, navigate through different seasons. So you may be telling me, Pastor, I'm just still living in my winter. I don't think I'm ready for spring yet. But the truth is, whether you like it or not, whether you are prepared or not, spring is going to come anyway in your life. But what is important is, are we ready? Do we know what we can expect during spring? That can prepare ourselves, that can prepare our hearts today if you are really ready to face your spring in your life. So spring is a season that comes after winter. In fact, spring marks the transition from winter into summer. In the month, uh, in the, in the month uh, of January, February, March, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, spring begins around March 20th. The first day of spring is known as vernal equinox. Vernal in Latin, that means a spring. Equinox in Latin, that means equal days. So during spring, sun rises and sun sets exactly 12 hours apart. That simply means that days are as long as nights during spring. But in the winter months, days are shorter and night is longer. But during spring, 
the days and months are equal in time. During spring, the earth's axis is tilted towards the sun. So that's the reason the day is going to be longer. That's the reason the earth is going to warm up during spring. If you can put the next slide. During winter, most plants are dormant or inactive. Animals sleep for a long time, long nights. And in fact, animals, they hibernate themselves. But during spring, animals such as bears and squirrels and some of the you know, mouses and some snakes, they're all going to you know, come out of their hibernation. During, win during winter, they were hibernating. But during spring, they wake up and they become very active. All the hibernating creatures, they come out of their, uh, their, their, their den and their burrows. And plants, they move out of their winter dormancy and they start shooting its buds and you know, fresh leaves in their, in their stem. You can put the next slide. As the season progresses, we see the days are becoming warmer and warmer. Birds begin to lay, uh, you know, work on their nests, start building their nests because they are going to, they are preparing themselves to lay eggs. And we see, you know, even humans celebrating the spring festivals. There are different festivals in, in different nations and different culture. They have something to do with spring. You may know that, know them. The most of the time, in the spring festivals are related to fertility and growth because there is growth everywhere. And during spring, gardens and fields are tilled and planted and plants are sprouting uh, out of the soil. I mean, that itself is a good, good indication that we are already in spring. The dormant gra grass blades, you know, they are died during winter. They are going to be raked so that the fresh grass can spring forth from the land. You know, there are many characteristics that define what spring is. I just mentioned a couple of them. Now, out of all the characteristics, different characteristics that I mentioned, we are going to focus on three important aspects of spring. Number one, spring is a season of cleansing and restoration. Number two, spring makes everything new and fresh again. <clears throat> Number three, spring renews relationships. Shall we say that once again? Number one, Spring is a season of cleansing and restoration. Number two, new and fresh again. Number three, spring renews relationships. Let's talk about number one, a season of cleansing and restoration. Spring is a time of recovery from the damages the winter has caused. Winter certainly caused so much of damages. When you think about the winter in North America, the winter really affects, very adversely, it affects the roof because of the amount of snow the roof at times cannot handle. It affects your driveway because you end up in cleaning the driveway and you end up in applying salt that corrodes. And the roads are affected because roads are salted most of the time. And that salt gets, gets onto your car and they corrode the bottom of your car and your rim, your tire, you know, many things are really get spoiled. Your shoes get spoiled. You know, there are, winter really makes a lot of damage today. And after the winter, if you see the highways, you can see a lot of potholes in the, in, 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 in the drive, in, in the highway. 
You also see that the studs in the winter tire damaging the roads. So winter is a time, the season that causes a lot of damage. But you know what? Spring is the time to recover from the damages that were caused during winter. Spring is also a time of removing the dead, the world, and the damage, and the th throw them. Remember, winter made so much of damages to the nature, including human beings, because, you know, there were long, dark days, deeper, cold days, and, you know, we end up in shutting ourselves inside. We became inactive for a long time. As a result, what really happens, a lot of plants died during dormancy. A lot of sick birds and sick animals, they died during winter, during the hardship, due to the hardship of winter. And human being became lazy. And human became more bees during winter because we end up, end up in only eating. Now everything has to revive from the state of dormancy to become active. Listen to me this morning. During spring, the houses need to be cleaned. Because you know, at times we end up in bringing all the outdoor, some of the outdoor plants inside that comes along with the mud and the fallen leaf and everything. And inside the house, you know, it needs to be really cleaned. Now, during spring, we can really open up the windows and allow fresh air to come inside the building. Many houses are spring cleaned. I don't know whether you heard of the term spring cleaning. Many houses are spring cleaned at the beginning of spring. Spring cleaning is a practice of thoroughly cleaning the house after winter. Usually you hold a spring cleaning checklist and go around the house, room by room, top to bottom, wall to wall, every area of the house is clean. I don't know about whether we do it or not. Now some of you may be saying that, Pastor, why spring? You know, you don't clean our houses even other ways. We don't have the practice of cleaning our house. Forget the checklist. You're talking about a checklist now. You know, during spring, it is required to clean our houses. Spring cleaning is tracked to the earlier history. In fact, the Jewish custom and tradition, they do spring cleaning very meticulously, even today as a preparation of the springtime feast of Passover. They don't observe Passover or all the junk that is piled up in the house. They cleanse the house, they clean the house, and then make sure the house is clean, even to bring, even to observe a holy festival or a feast like Passover. You're talking about spring cleaning. In the same way, human body needs to be cleansed for all the toxins. They we gained, we accumulated during the winter season. We all need to be detoxed. Just as a spring cleaning cleanses our home, we also need to spring clean our body, especially our digestive system needs to be thoroughly cleaned. It's a time to focus on cleaning our body. It's a time to focus on detoxification. You know, especially during the winter season, you do overeating. And also we go through a couple of festival seasons, we end up in overeating during winter. During spring, our body requires a deep cleansing, a deep detoxification. As we are living in the fallen world, at times toxins enter into our lives and they corrode, they corrupt our souls. 
It is required that we need to cleanse our lives. We need to detox our souls. This morning, are you with me? Do you understand what I'm talking about? We are living in a fallen world. At times, the toxins of this world enter into our lives. As winter causes so much of dirt and toxins into our lives, the same way the fallen world causes so much of toxins and dirt into our lives, into our souls. Spring reminds us that we need to be allowing ourselves to be cleansed and restored. So this morning we are talking about a season of cleansing and restoration. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. Want your attention on the scripture right now. Shall we read the scripture together? Let us draw near. All of you. All of you can read this right now. Let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from, our, from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with the pure water. Couple of things that I can highlight here. Let us draw near with a true heart. You know, God is expecting a true heart inside of us. You know, sometimes we say that we do. But our heart is not truthful. Joy was mentioning during the time of worship. We are not truthful inside. Outside we behave different, but inside we are not truthful to ourselves. Here the writer of Hebrews talking about, Lord, draw me near. Give me a true heart. A true heart truly shows the devotion that we have for God. The love that we have for God the passion that we have to serve God. Psalmist says in Psalm 51, 6, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. Psalmist is saying, you desire, Lord, you desire truth inside the inward part. You know, how many of us are truthful inside of us? We say that we want to serve God, but then how do you serve God? When the time comes to serve God, do you give your hands or you withdraw from serving God? Are you truthful to your God? And he says, the writer of Hebrews says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. We talk about faith, but where is our faith? We talk about truth, but where is truth? Having our heart sprinkled. Sprinkled with what? Sprinkled with blood. Having our heart sprinkled with blood and bodies washed with pure water what does it mean our flesh need to be washed by the word of god only word of god is the cleansing agent to wash our body nothing else can wash our body nothing else can wash our flesh nothing else can get rid of the dirt that we carry in our flesh except the word of god the word of god washes our body and brings only the pure and clean conscience to our mind if you don't allow our body to be washed by the word washed by the water our conscience get corrupt, gets corrupted through our body, through our flesh. So here the writer of Hebrews says, we need to have a true heart. We need to have an assurance of faith. We need to have our hearts sprinkled with blood. It's a Christian life. I'm talking about a Christian walk. Our body is washed with pure water. There's nothing great in this. We are all expected to do. 
Children of God, we are all expected to bodies washed with the with the word. Psalm 9, 119 verse 11, Psalm says, Your word I have hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Cleansing our body. Spring reminds us that there is a cleansing. There is a clean cleansing that has to take place inside of us. Then only God can restore our lives, cleansing of our heart, cleansing of our mind, cleansing of our thought, cleansing of our souls, cleansing of our mouth. You know, everything is needed. And spring is a season that reminds us that we need that cleansing to take place in our lives so that we can be restored. Psalm 51 verse 11, sorry, verse 7. Psalmist says, purge me with hyssop. What is hyssop? It's an aromatic plant that's used during ancient Jewish history as a cleansing agent over plagues and over leprosy. And Psalmist says, Lord, purge me, O God, with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. We need that cleansing to take place in our lives. We need that cleansing to take place in our family. Psalm 51 verse 10, David cries out to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. He is going through his spring right now. The winter had caused so much of damage to his integrity. The winter has caused so much of damage to David during the time when he was hibernating. The winter has caused so much of damage when he became inactive and he was walking around on the rooftop when he was inactive the winter has caused so much of damage but David is quickly moving into the spring and he's crying out to God creating me a clean heart oh God a cleansing that need to take place during spring Psalm 51 verse 12 says restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit restore me oh God what is restoration we moved out of our position we moved out of our position in Christ. And we need to be restored. We need to be brought back. And we need to be planted. We need to be, we need to be, we need to be made, made stand in that presence, in that, in that position that we have in Christ. That's a restoration. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, Lord. Spring is also a time of pruning. It's a time that God cuts those things that are not needed in our lives. Those friendships, those relationships, those things that we used to do, those things have become part of our lives. God wants to prune those things. It's the time that God molds us. It's the time that God prepares us because it's not the end of it. The more seasons are yet to come. The work of God is to continue. Unless God prepares you during spring, you are not at all good. You are not at all equipped to face the coming seasons in your life. And this morning, God is talking to you. God is telling you, spring is a time of cleansing, cleaning, and restoration. Number two, spring makes everything new and fresh again. Spring makes everything new and fresh again. I want you to imagine it's the same tree that has gone through winter, but it is a fresh leaf now. I want you to just imagine. It's the same tree, the tree that had gone through the winter, but it's a fresh leaf now. It's the same plant that went through the winter, but new blooming flowers now. It's the same soil that went through the season of winter, 
but fresh grass it's the same they are the same birds they went through the winter but they are now ready to reproduce the new ones it's the same life but new opportunities you know this morning are you tired of this life how do you discourage with this life God wants me to tell you that you have been through a season of winter and today you are just the same but remember you are in a different season you are not in the winter anymore you are in the new season the new season is going to bring fresh leaves the new season is going to bring new flowers the new season is going to bring a new generation the new season is going to bring new opportunities it's going to produce more and more that are new in your life god doesn't want you to lose heart god wants you to know god is a god who transitioned you from one season to the other Spring is a time for time of fresh mind and creative ideas. You gone through winter, you came out of it. We are in our spring now. God is reminding you. It's a time of fresh mind and fresh ideas, creative ideas. Spring is a time of sowing seed, sowing ideas, sowing plans. getting ready for adventures getting ready for fulfilled dreams in our lives do you know that god had planted creativity in our hearts we are not just a defender of animals we are human being god had planted creativity in our hearts i want you to want to take you to exodus chapter 35 when god wanted people of god to make tabernacle This is what God said to them. I want you to listen and understand this. And I want you to realize how much potential that each one of you has inside of you. Exodus 35, 31 to 35, if you can read with me. And God has filled the people of the earth, all of us filled, filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge. and all manner of workmanship god has given us all this to design artistic works to work in gold and silver and bronze in cutting jewels for seating for setting in clay in carving wood and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship verse 34 exodus chapter 35 and he has put in his heart the ability to teach what is that he has put in his heart the ability to teach in him and a holy of the son of isaac of the tribe of dan verse 35 he has filled them with the skill to do all manner of work of the engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue purple and scarlet thread and fine linen and of the weaver those who do every work and those who design artistic work what god had done he had filled them with all these skills god had filled us with all these skills that we have today in our lives god has put all these different kinds of skills 
that varies from season to season, generation to generation. As technology explodes, those skills are varying, but God has given us the talents, the skills, the ability. Those skills are dormant in your winter. But remember, now it is spring. God wants you to get all the skills out and put them in use. God had given you all these skills that are listed. When these skills are listed, there are many more, much more that God had given you. God had given you many abilities. This morning I want to ask the question, where are those talents that God had given to you? Where are those skills that God had given to you already? Where are you hiding those things? You are still living in your winter and this morning God is telling you that it is time to come out of your caves. It is time, time, time to come out of your dens and burrows. And it is time to come out and look at the world. That's where your skill could be used. That's where your talents could be used. Spring is a time of fresh mind and creative ideas. Secondly, we'll move on to in the same second section. Spring is a time of new opportunities. In the season of spring, look for God's leading to give you new ideas. Look for God to work in your lives. Look for God to give you new ideas, new suggestions, New ventures, new opportunities. Keep your eyes open for God to do something new. When God wants you to do something, do not say no to that. Because God is opening an opportunity for you. When, when God wants you to do something, when you say no, when you close that opportunity for God to do something in your life, when God opens an opportunity, do not reject that opportunity. We say excuses, all of us. We say reasons. For not doing those things. But at the end of the day, who is the loser? We are the losers. When God opens an opportunity, when God brings something in our lives, when we say no, when we close the door, God is not a loser. If I'm not willing, God will find somebody else. I'm the loser. Every opportunity God brings in front of you. When we reject those opportunities, remember one day, we need to stand before the throne of God and we need to give an account to God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Paul writes here, reading from NIV, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Rejecting an opportunity is not the will of God. Children of God, listen to me, church. Listen to me this morning. Rejecting an opportunity is not the will of God. The will of God, when God brings an opportunity, obeying and doing it is the will of God. And God is calling us fools if you reject the will of God in your life by saying, let me excuse us. And God wants you to know spring is a time of new opportunities. Thirdly, spring is a time for the next generation. Every male and female animals, birds, they know that they need to produce the next generation. They just get ready. The moment spring comes, they just get ready to produce their offspring. Spring is a time for next generation. The idea is to make sure your next generation doesn't extinct. 
The idea is to make sure your kind, your tribe, your type, it doesn't extinct. All the creations, all the creatures, they make every effort to produce the same kind. To produce the same kind. In the kingdom of God, we are called to produce the same kind. May it be your children, or it may be somebody else's children. May it be youth, or it may be a child. God is calling us this time. Spring is a time for the next generation. Let's read the scripture, Psalm 78, verses 4 to 7. Psalm 78 Psalmist is saying here, verse 4, Psalm 78, we will not hide them from their children. Can you read with me? Telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Verse 5, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. We are called to make the commandments of God known to our children that the generation to come might know them. The children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Spring is a time for next generation. God wants you to work on your next generation. Where are they? Are they sleeping? Are they hiding? Where are they? Every creation, every creature of God, they know the time that spring has arrived. We need to work on the next generation. God wants you to do that. God wants you to do that. Yesterday I was talking, a couple of days before last week, I was talking to somebody. And she was telling me, my mother taught me this one thing, to give one-tenth of everything that I receive to the church, to the temple of God. And I just do it just only because my mom told me to do. My mom told me to do this. What do you tell your children? It makes a life change in their lives. What do you teach your children? They just take it face value with face value when they are in that age. Not anymore, not every time. When the children are with you, teach them. Work on the generation that is coming up. We are done, we are gone. We will be just fed away from the face of this earth quickly. They are just going to come up. I pray that God may raise the next generation soon in this nation, in this church. Everywhere, wherever people of God are there, God may raise the next generation. Spring is a time for the next generation. Fourthly, spring is a time for multiplication. When we obey God, he multiplies. Always obedience and multiplication comes in line. They come together. If your income doesn't multiply, simply means you don't obey God. There's a law of tithing. There's a law of giving, giving. And if you don't obey, your income doesn't multiply. It just doesn't simply happen. There are testimonies and witnesses. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen because obedience is tightly tied up, tightly linked with multiplication. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 13. Because you have kept my commandments 
because you obeyed my commandments. Verse 7, chapter 7, verse 13, Deuteronomy, and he will love you and bless you and multiply you. It's not just an arbitrary, random blessing. It comes with a precondition of obeying the Lord, obeying to the voice of God, not arguing, not saying excuses, but obeying. Where is your obedience today as a parent? If you don't obey, your children don't obey. Obedience is directly coupled with multiplication. It doesn't happen if you sow the seed, it doesn't multiply. It doesn't happen just that way. It expects, it takes obedience. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land. Not just obedience, only in giving, in every aspect of life. Your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. Spring is a time of multiplication through obedience. Number five, spring is also a season of spreading the seed. Spreading the seed. It's very important you spread the seed in the right season. If you're late to sow your grass seed, the grass is not going to come, for, come up well. It's important that we sow. It is important that we act. It is important that we sow the seed. Spring is a seed with a lot of hope. Spring is a season with a lot of hope and expectation. God wants us to move forward. God doesn't want us to delay. God doesn't want us to withhold. God wants us to do whatever comes on in front of us without saying no, without saying excuses. Who knows what is God's will? Sometimes we just say no without knowing. My question is, do you know that it's, a God's, it's God's will? Do you know that you are doing God's will? Who knows what is God's will? Who knows why we are here today? Who knows why we are alive on the face of this earth today? Just sow the seed. Don't stop. Sow the seed. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6. Beautiful scripture. In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold. We do not withhold your hands. Keep sowing. For you do not know which will prosper. Either this or that. Or whether both alike will be good. You know, this is one of my life principles that I follow. How do we know whether something is the will of God? How do I know whether something is the will of God? At times I'm unable to listen, I'm unable to discern the will of God. I'm unable to know whether it's the will of God or not, but I believe Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 11 verse 6. I don't want to withhold my hands. I want to sow this side, I want to sow this side. I want to sow in the morning, I want to sow in the evening. For I don't know, because I don't know what will prosper, either this or that, or sometimes both. I do not know. Why do you say that? I will wait for God to speak to me. Can you lead prayer? Can you come forward to lead the church in prayer? Pastor, I will pray about it and find out whether it's the will of God. 
Can you do this ministry, brother? Pastor, I will find out whether it's the will of God. My question is, when are we going to find out whether it's the will of God or not? Some, uh, the, 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 the wisest man on the face of this earth, he says, in the morning sow your seed, in the evening sow your seed, because we do not know, do not withhold, we do not know what will prosper, and when something prospers, we really know that it is the will of God. Keep going, keep moving. We don't have time to wait, 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 and fast and pray to find out what is will of God. There are areas in our lives that we need to wait to find the will of God, but not in always, not in every area. When it comes to the work of God, just jump into it and do it and God will honor you. God's name will be glorified. Jesus promised to make everything new one day. Spring is a time that everything is made new and fresh. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. Beautiful scripture that gives us hope and assurance. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Do you know that one day the world that we see today is going to go away? The heaven is going to come down. Everything is going to be burned. And God is going to make everything new. The final spring, the ultimate spring is going to come. When the, once the world, the world goes through the winter, the severe persecution and the ruling of the Antichrist and the eternal judgment, everything is going to change. The spring, the eternal spring, it is going to come. It's on our way. It is not far. It is coming on our way. And this morning God is telling you, spring makes everything new and fresh again. Number three. Spring renews relationships. Spring is a season and time of building relationships. Spring is often the happiest and the most harmonious season of the year. Spring because spring removes damages, all the dryness, all the scratch relationship, all the stressed and the affected relationships are going to bud, blossom with fresh leaves. During spring, we hear the birds singing in the treetop, inviting or calling her mate or his mate for an intimate relationship that results in producing offspring. During spring, the creatures realize, the creations of God, they realize it is time to renew our relationship. In a time such as spring, the Shulamite woman singing this song to, his, to her beloved, representing today the church, the bride singing this love song to Jesus, the bridegroom, every woman singing this song to her husband, renewing their relationship. Spring renews the relationship. Let's go to song, song of Solomon chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Song of Solomon verses, verse chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, this is what the creations, this is what husband and wife, you should be singing right now. You should be reading it together. Song of Solomon chapter 2 verses 11 through 14. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come. And the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs. And the wines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, 
and come away, verse 14, O my dove, in the cliffs of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Spring renews relationships. Let's continue reading Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verses 11 through 13. Come, my beloved, let us go forth to the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Let us get up early into the vineyards. Let us see if the wine, wine has budded, whether the grape blossoms are open and the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. My love. The mandrakes give off a fragrance and at our gates are pleasant fruits, all manner new and old, which I have laid up for you, my beloved. Spring is a time of building relationships. During spring, God is calling you as a family to renew your relationship. How is your relationship with your spouse? This morning it's a question to those who are married. How is your relationship with your spouse? Can you look at his face? Can you look at her face? How is your relationship with your spouse? Is it intimate as it was? Or it's damaged? Or it is scratched? Or it is torn apart? How is your relationship which you made standing in the presence of God, hand in hands, made a commitment to God to serve one another lifelong? Where do we stand with respect to that relationship that God had ordered in your life because of the stress in life, because of misunderstanding, because of busyness of life? Have you lost that relationship? Have you lost that intimacy? Spring is the time to renew. Do you take time for each other? Do you try to understand each other? Do you wait for one another? God wants you to slow down. God wants you to repair those relationships. God doesn't want you to carry that damaged relationship into your future. Because summer is on the way. Fall is on the way. You will not be able to withstand the heat of the summer. The blasting wind of the fall, you will not be able to withstand. Where is your relationship? God wants you to slow down and repair the relationship and take both of you together into the future. Spring renews relationship. As spring is a fresh start, it also reminds us of the first love. Of the first love. Where do we stand today with respect to our love that we have for our God? When John wrote to the church in Ephesus, when Spirit of God was bringing out this point where the church of Ephesus was failing, the Spirit of God was telling them in Revelation chapter 2 verse 4, Nevertheless, you have been perfect in many ways. You have been perfect in everything. You are perfect in your ministry. You are perfect in your prayer life. You are perfect in your relationship in your family. You are perfect in giving. You are perfect in everything. Nevertheless, I have this one thing against you. What is that? That you have left your first love. You have left your first love. Do we still love God? Or loving God has become a fashion. Do we still love God? Or loving God has become a tradition in our life? 
Do we still love God or loving God has become a routine in our life? This morning God is asking you, asking me, are we got so used to God that we don't feel like loving him anymore? Because of the familiarity that we don't feel like loving him anymore. What has that happened? Spring is the time to renew the relationship. I want you to be reminded of how Paul was keeping his love towards God. And how he was renewing that, how he was refreshing that relationship. Can we do that? Just want to read the scripture and we are going to get into time of prayer. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Paul writes, he's saying, he's expressing, he's renewing, refreshing his love to God. And this is what he says, who shall, can you read that with me, these beautiful scriptures, that's our, that scriptures are drawing you this morning towards the commitment of loving your Savior. I pray that God, you would, as we read the scripture, you pray that God, you would give me, you would open my eyes, oh God, to love you, to love you. Give me, Lord, grace to bring me to that commitment, oh God, of loving you, not just serving you, but loving you. Loving you, oh God. Can you read that with the attitude of prayer right now? Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 36, as it is written, for, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughterer. You, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, can you read with me, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor, uh, nor things to come, nor heights or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Spring renews your relationship with your Savior. This morning God is calling you. Shall we all get into a time of prayer as I summarize? Spring is a season of cleansing and restoration. God wants us to have true heart, truth in our heart. God wants us to have a strong faith. God wants us to sprinkle our hearts with his blood, cleanse our lives, wash our flesh with his blood, Spring makes everything new and fresh. Spring is the same time. It is a time of, you know, uh, sowing um, fresh and new ideas into our lives as we wait on God. It is a time that to receive new opportunities that God opens those opportunities. It's a spring is a time to raise our next generation in the word of God, in the ways of God. Spring is the time that we work towards multiplication by showing total obedience to God. Spring is the time to spread the seed in every direction, using every opportunity as we do not know what is the will of God in our lives. Spring also renews relationship. Spring is a time that we need to go deeper and stronger in our intimate relationship with our partner. Spring is also a time that we stand with respect to to analyze where do we stand with respect to our love relationship with our Lord God. This morning God is calling you. Can you close our eyes wherever you are?